0: And welcome to another episode of That's What Bee Said. We are back after a couple of weeks. We called it our bye week But I'm your host, Bree, at Breezy Clee. And I'm joined by tonight, Miss Mollis at Birdseye View. Hi, Britt. Hello, Bree. It's the two of us tonight. Meredith is battling her booster shot. So we are without her. Poor mare. Get well soon. Hope she's feeling well. Yes, 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 yes. Getting boosted. Getting the 4K. Or the yeah. what are they? People call it like the three G network. Is that right? I don't know. 4K. <laughs> She's 4K, four K.
1: Just getting the four thousand. The
0: booster four thousand. <laughs> um, so I know you all were probably wondering where we've been the last couple of weeks because we did not record after the first game against the Ravens during the loss. Uh, we got super busy just in our own lives and and couldn't figure out a time that worked for all of us. But we're happy to be back and chatting a win but also chatting a lot of stuff that there's been a lot of turns of events over the last two days so I thought this was gonna be a very happy episode (laughs) but here we are so a tale of two sports teams in the same city so we're gonna be talking Browns gonna be talking Cavs we're gonna start off with the Browns and their current state of affairs so Brittany let me just sum things up for you if if you're not following along if you've been lost if you've been under a rock for the last couple of days on Sunday, we placed. We we played against the Ravens, AFC North division competitor, a game that we had to win, mm-hmm. and they won. The Browns won. So first, we won. They defeated the Ravens twenty four to twenty two on Sunday, much thanks to the defense. And almost everyone was back on their Browns bullshit after that win. Yep, because we were one game away of the AFC North leader board. And the playoffs were back in picture. Mm -hmm. Also, the Steelers and the Bengals both lost that same week. So everything kind of was restored. That hope was restored. The offense is still in question. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, But the defense was really legit. And thank goodness for that. So, Brittany, can you tell me your mood from Sunday?
1: So, After the game, you know, I'm at the point in life, especially, you know, we're a couple weeks from the new year. It's been a really long, like, two years. I think we can all agree on that. So the only thing I wanted was for the Browns to beat the Ravens. And they did. Yes. And it wasn't great. It wasn't pretty. The second half was kind of a nightmare. But they did it. And right now, I just, like, even the smallest of victories. So, like, a couple weeks ago, I was in, like, a real bad mood. It was, like, a Saturday. And I just, (laughs) I didn't even want to get out of bed. I'm just laying there. It's, like, 11 o'clock. I'm never in bed past, like, 730. And I put on Shit's Creek. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to get out of bed today. But you know what I did, Bree? Got up. I showered. I blew dry my hair wow on a saturday yeah so it was a big deal like and i texted danny after that i was like i took a shower i got out of bed like this is a this is a big deal Victory. today because i just did not want to you have those days of course you know especially like washing your hair let's talk about how big of a pain in the ass that is just Ugh, by annoying. itself yes and then brushing through like And make it sound like these are like horrible chores. These are definitely
0: first world problems. I mean, maintenance. It's hygiene, (laughs) right? I've talked about that before.
1: Yes. maintenance. It's just a pain in the ass. And when you're already in bad mood, you're like, I don't do this. But I got up. I did it. And to me, that was a small victory. It set the tone for the rest of the day. So going into this Ravens game, you sort of understand that things aren't ideal. True, they were probably at their healthiest that they've been in a long time. So that was good going into it Uh, but it's still the Ravens the Ravens you know they still play hard every week they still find ways to come back um it's it's unfortunate that Lamar got hurt you know just as a human being I'm sorry this isn't a popular thing to say but like you never want to see a guy go down right um so that was unfortunate but they came out victorious I was happy with this small victory the playoff hope is still alive Everything was fine. And you know what, Bray, had we were planning on recording last night. Yeah. Imagine how much different that recording oh. would have gone.
0: Honestly, <laughs> I was thinking about that today too. I was like, man, you know, we, we had messaged each other like, Hey, do you guys want to record tonight? Do we wanna do we wanna do it on Tuesday? And so we all were like, you know what, Tuesday works better for all of us. And that just feels like fate. There
1: are some things that just feel like fate. Right? And now our word doc is called shambles. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday it probably would have been called victory and today it's just called shambles
0: I know I know I I that's exactly what it feels like so I want to back up for a minute because you're right we won the Browns won it was great to see them knock off the Ravens albeit without Lamar Jackson although one could say they might have performed better without Lamar so like that was weird with how the game started with Lamar
1: um one could argue that and actually friend of the show pete smith tweeted something about that and uh what did he say it was something very clever very on brand for him <laughs> oh yeah I was say, that's, that's just pete <laughs> he said oh that lamar sometimes like you know they depend on him so much that he does so much that like actually doing too much has kind of hurt the ravens in the long run maybe a little bit yeah which yeah. kind of makes sense if you think about it like if, if if you're expecting this one guy to be everything for an entire offense, you're expecting too much from him. And that's going to start, you know, hurting them in the long run. So I think that's sort of what we we started to see with Lamar because they, they were better once he got hurt. And you hate to say that. I don't want to say that, but it's kind of true. One could argue.
0: Yeah, and no one, I don't think anyone's saying that Tyler Huntley is the answer and Lamar needs to be benched no. and they need to move on for it. Like, no one's saying that. I just no, no, thought no. that... The way Lamar started, I was not super impressed with him. He wasn't able to get things going. And honestly, he didn't play well against us two weeks ago. So, you know, it's, hey, maybe hats off to our defense too. And and giving them credit because obviously we've made some huge upgrades over last year. And there were players that were specifically picked to be able to, to defend a player like him. So, you know, all the credit to Lamar, but also a lot of credit to our defense and Tyler Huntley played really well. At, he did. Like, I mean, he made some really good passes. He did. Do You You were there. You were at the game, right, Yes. in person? I yeah, mm-hmm. I was too. <laughs> Do you remember the one play? I might have been in the third quarter where he, like, juked. Like, they were just, like, bodies flying from the Browns. <laughs> they were just, like, <laughs> whiffing. I was like, this is, like, watching that live in, instead of being on a TV screen. Like, the amount of guys that whiffed on him was embarrassing just
1: flying like missiles <laughs> human missiles yes. all over the place
0: it was like a bunch of mac wilson's and sioni talkie talkies from like <laughs> 2019
1: on the field all at the same time can we talk about how disappointing it was that mac was not a punter
0: listen i that's know. all i wanted Bree. but also he was gonna be the long snapper too <laughs> i was thinking about that i was like wait a minute if he's the long snapper and the punter,
1: what does that mean? Somebody said because I was like, I want Mac to please let Mac punt. And this guy tweeted me, he's like, Well, he's gonna be the long snapper. Who's gonna be the long snapper? I was like, Um, excuse me, have you ever watched Bugs Bunny? Like Bugs Bunny does it all. I need to. Mac Wilson can do it all.
0: Mac Wilson is Bugs Bunny. Exactly. <laughs> that is amazing. You're right. And he didn't play a snap, I don't think.
1: (laughs) 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 What a turn of events. Shameful. I mean, you know, this is just, this is why, Breed, like, I'm just counting all the small victories at this point. Because the season has not gone at all how I thought it would. If you really think about it week to week, I mean, we've been through a lot this season.
0: We have. Because I, mean,
1: I remember, like, at the beginning, we're like, oh, man, we're going to lose three games. It's going to be awesome. And wow, it has not been that
0: at all. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Does it feel like this season, 2021, mm-hmm. should have been how 2020 would have went? If like It just feels like our years are reversed in Browns football.
1: For sure, because you would think that, you know, they had everything, like, the video last year. And the in-person stuff was very limited. And there was a new head coach working with this team. Like, everything was set up to be, you know, sort of a rough year last season. And it wasn't. Like, they made it look so easy most of the time. So... You go into this season, you're like, oh, well, they're going to have it all together. Like, they're coming off a successful season. The offense looks great. The defense has been upgraded. Like, let's get this on. And it has just not been what we thought it was going to be. That's a really good segue into
0: the offense a little bit that we want to talk about. And not to be a downer or negative at all. This is just truly being, this is just factual. The offense and Baker remain in question. And this is even coming off of a bye week, which I think a lot of fans are probably a little bit naive if they thought that coming off of a bye meant that everything would be fixed in the offense. Like it's not going to take one week off in the NFL to fix every single problem. And quite frankly, this offense might just need to be pieced together for the rest of this year. It may not be what we ever thought it would be this year because we may just not have the parts and the pieces for what they want to do. So just to lay out some facts here, they scored 17 points in the first half, and then the offense did not score again. So I know the score obviously ended up being the Mm 24-22, but there was seven points that the defense put on the board. Yeah. That made this the fourth consecutive game where the offense scored less than 20 points, and the total tally is now up to eight. This is again mind-boggling. There are
1: so many things this year that just do not make sense. Their their fourth quarter scoring—I think they have like seven points in the past. Yeah, I don't know. how Yeah, I think I saw. I think did Hayden
0: post that? It might be, it might be eight points.
1: Like I, what happened How did this offense get so much worse since just last year? Because it's not like they—they're missing a lot. I don't know. I I mean, I know
0: Baker's obviously been battling injury this almost this entire season. Yeah. Uh, We Jarvis Landry went out for a couple of games for injury. So he's not 100% healthy. You had both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt missing games multiple times. We had OBJ just poof and be gone (laughs) from the team. No longer part of this process. I mean, there's been a lot of moving pieces in an offense that we thought was going to build upon last season's success. Yeah. And it just, there's just been so many factors playing into it. I mean, I think the health of the offensive line has been in question at times. Um, So, yeah, it's maybe all of those things combined
1: have made it really yeah. difficult. Yeah, because if you just take it like piece by piece, okay, so you say... Well, you know, let's say Nick Chubb goes out. But you still have, like, Kareem Hunt or even Jairus Johnson, who steps up when he needs to. Like, he had a really good game against Denver. So you have that, like, there's always enough to cover it so that it shouldn't be, like, that big of a deficit. But it is. Like, every every time something goes wrong, like, you feel it so hard. And that just, like last year, you had, you know, COVID problems. You had, it was just a weird season all around. But even, you know, people like Daryl Hodge that could step in. And it was like they didn't miss a beat. Even last year, Dearness Johnson stepped in. And it it was fine. Like, this is what I don't understand. All these things that were fine last year just seem so severe this year when they're not there.
0: Yeah, and maybe that it's our weaknesses – were on tape last year from an offensive standpoint where it have been able to be exploited more because I remember thinking last year like we all felt like in the passing game specifically which it feels like where we've struggled the most we needed that like burner that that weapon that was going to be open who was a threat downfield blah 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 blah. and I think we all thought that OBJ was the answer to that Mm -hmm. this year coming back healthy and obviously that that did not come to fruition for whatever reason. Yeah. I think there's a lot of question marks, especially given OBJ's performance last night in the Rams game, if that was really the offense and the scheme or if it was the actual player. So I don't know. I mean, I think it begs to be questioned if there's a lot more pieces that we need to add to this scheme and this offense to see what we think it should be. I mean, the run game, I'm not really worried about. I know that. No it struggled on Sunday and as teams continue to stack the box against the Browns, it's probably going to continue to be not as explosive, but that's, that's going to hurt them because that is really the bread and butter of what this offense was built to do.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, another thing, one of my issues with like OBJ and, you know, even Jarvis to an extent is that I, I want to see Baker have taller receivers. And I don't mean to sound like a jerk about it. Like, I'm not saying that, that, you know, Jarvis and OBJ, they aren't talented, but like, I think it would make a lot of big body. Yeah. It would make a difference, especially if is not like (laughs) super tall. He needs, he needs some length to it. I think that's why he's so historically better with tight ends than he is with these receivers. So hopefully that's something they can, whether it be in the draft or free agency or whatever they can do in the offseason to address that. Because I do think that's something that's not really talked about a lot, but like I think that it matters.
0: Yeah, like a DK Metcalf, like kind of what he does for Seattle. And uh, I know there was some controversy with that a
1: couple weeks ago. Like the tall boys.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, did you see our old old friend, Brashard Perryman, scored a touchdown on Sunday (laughs) to close out? the Tampa Bay game against Buffalo. And then you had Josh Gordon scoring a touchdown and then OBJ goes, I mean, it was literally like the ghosts of Brown's past.
1: I, so we were at, we went to, um, we went out for a little bit after the Browns game and we were with Buckeye Nick, who is a friend of the show. Yes. And he showed me the video of Josh Gordon catching it. And I was like, and I had a little tear in my eye. I was like, Oh my little (laughs) Joshie. Also, you know what I'm going to start doing Brie? What? Every time he does something, I'm going to start tweeting out, Josh Gordon wasn't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided. Even though Josh Gordon was the problem. <laughs> but so. who's to say? Okay, who's to say? Am I going to judge? No. I feel like if people just want to continue to beat this OBJ drum, which I don't care about anymore. Like last night, I, it was everywhere. OBJ was not the problem. Oh, You know what? I'm going to start hitting you with the Josh Corden wasn't the problem. How's that?
0: How do you like that? Listen, as a staunch OBJ supporter throughout this whole thing, I, I was really, very happy to see him thrive at the Rams. But, like, let's be real. He clearly didn't want to be on the Browns team. He wouldn't have. The whole thing wouldn't have happened the way that it happened. I'm sorry.
1: but He never wanted to be on the Browns. No, and that's not documented. He never wanted to be on the Browns. And you could argue that, like, okay, if I'm OBJ, I probably wouldn't be on the Browns either. Fine. Like, Cleveland is what it is. But, like, I'm not going to, like, watch his career now and cheer for him the way that I do for Josh Gordon. (laughs) I will. The guy who had (laughs) 10 chances with the Browns.
0: I know that we somehow just, like, listen, we thought back in those days, we thought Josh Gordon was the answer to all of the Browns problems. If that tells you anything, you need to know about where a mindset was.
1: Josh Gordon could have been like one of the best receivers of all time. I I stand I know, firmly I, on that hill. I mean based on talent alone. Yeah, he was just a, a physical animal. Yeah. And he was Kinda like it, Miles Garrett. Just so talented and you know, tall boy, hello. Tall, tall boy. boy
0: receiver with the hands, with the good hands.
1: Oh, tall boy with the good hands. My dream. Danny
0: with the good butt, tall boy with the good hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he gets home, I'm going to call him a uh, tall boy with the good hands. He can be like, are <laughs> oh, you he's going to
0: love that. Didn't he play football in college?
1: He did. Yes. But you know what's funny? My hands. OK, so like, you know, the size of my oh, hands. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My fingers are actually longer than his. And he's like he's like 60. He's a pretty tall guy. Like he's a big boy. So his hand, like we put our hands up next to each other and his the palm of his hand is like ginormous. But his fingers are like these little nubby things. And like my he's like, God, I wish I had your fingers when I was in college. It's Like, no, then you'd be rich and you wouldn't want a, a loser like me. I love it. I love the
0: evaluation of the palm versus the fingers. That you know needs love- to be instead of just hand size. It need, I need a full breakdown during the combine of palm size versus finger length.
1: It's crazy. I'm going to send you a picture later of our hands next to I each other. Wait. And you're going to be like, holy crap, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Because if this, you put, like, my fingers on his palms, we have the biggest hands in the world.
0: This, you're, if you have children, if that happens one day, your baby's going to come out with the size of, like, man hands. Can you imagine? <laughs> your your little baby, your little newborn baby, and their hands are, like, the size of your face. <laughs>
1: If we ever have a baby, it's just going to, well, it's going to be just a hand with a big butt and a big nose. Good <laughs> Lord. Can you imagine? No, <laughs> Good that baby's going to be cute. cute, cute. <laughs> I don't know cute. if I'll make it before the buzzer. We'll see <laughs> about that. Oh, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. <laughs> this is the funny story. So we, um, well, I went to the game, obviously, and then we went on afterwards. And <laughs> Danny had, he had to do the post-game show. So, by the time, like, he got be- he got done with that, and I was already in my apartment, but, like, you know, I had, p- I had partied probably a little too hard. <laughs> so, he gets <laughs> home, and I was like, Danny, let's go to, let's go to Taco Bell. And he's like, all right. So, you know, get in his car and stuff, and, you know, my memory gets a little foggy after that. So, uh, I wake up, like, he-, he let me fall asleep on the couch, and then he woke me up at midnight, and, you know, at midnight, I was good to go. I was, like, fully sober. Ready to go to bed, washed my face, did my skincare stuff, everything's good. And he's like, Do you remember like the car ride to Taco Bell or the car ride home from Taco Bell? And I was like, Yeah, but like, remind me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> remind me. He's like, Literally, all you did was you wanted to lay down in the front seat. So I put your seat back and you wanted me to give you football scores, and feed you nachos. <laughs> was like, For what um, reason? Danny, you are describing an awesome person. Like, what are you complaining about? <laughs> what a catch. What a catch. I love
0: it. I love uh, so, it yeah, so much. That
1: was my Sunday night.
0: That's amazing. Um, hmm. So... I want to get into the defense a little bit because we talked about, like, when you talk about a freak athlete, too, like Josh Gordon, Miles Garrett, obviously, okay. with his performance from Sunday and Jadavion Clowney, and, and honestly, the entire unit, Jere- Jeremiah Wusu Kormo. I mean, like, you could just go on, but Miles Garrett, that play, the strip sack, oh. fumble, scoop, and score. Yes. I. I that might have been the most athletic thing I've ever seen in my entire entire life. Like, a man that large just, like, gracefully picks up a, the ball like he's scooping up a baby and just, like, carries it into the end zone. I, I was like, I don't know how he just didn't, like, kick the ball. Like, it was just so effortless.
1: It was. It was beautiful. It was so I, good.
0: I, And then, like, they showed him on the scoreboard, and I was legit in my seat. Like, I was teary-eyed as if he was my son <laughs> I was like please stop showing this man on the on the big screen like the stadium was erupting
1: I was very emotional this is my giant son. Sl- imagine that coming out of you holy <laughs> god his mom his poor mother I feel like there was something about that
0: of how big he was when he was born I don't know I could be making that up
1: not they're probably probably like a 15 pound baby oh I'm sure yeah no no I no, mean, but I guess right. if you... that was he. He might just be the defensive player of the year. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. With another
0: player of the year. We'll get into that later. Woo. Um, But so the defense, you know, at the beginning of the season, we felt like it was a hot mess. People wanted to fire Joe Woods. I mean, you still kind of hear that even, even after the performance that they had, because, mm-hmm. you know, the second half was frustrating. They let the Ravens like come back in the game and then everything came down to an onside kick that was recovered. Oh, God. And, you know, sitting there, I'm thinking, holy crap, they have Justin Tucker on their team. This man could probably kick a field goal
1: at their own 40 yard line and have a yes. chance
0: of it going in. Yes. I was terrified.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like That's the one person in the NFL that you do not want kicking. That's it, that Correct. Like, That was a, a nightmare scenario unfolding before us
0: oh my god i mean just the like the the um, the way that the air got sucked out of that building when they recovered (sighs) was just it was just like oh no it's happening
1: and like how often do you see that happen like really rounds
0: all the time (laughs) 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 touche It's like every stat that hasn't happened in like decades. It's it happens during a Browns game. That's like what, what we have to
1: deal with. It's stressful. It's stressful. They wonder why we drink too hard, till so we can't remember things. And all we want to do is get fed nachos.
0: Right, and you yes, you have to just numb yourself. But yeah. Jadavion Clowney made that sack on the second play of the series, and that was probably, I mean, he probably won the game at that point in time because they obviously had so much ground to make up that you felt a little bit more comfortable that they couldn't just decide to kick a field goal. Yeah. I mean, I really like him as a Cleveland Brown.
1: Oh, I mean, what a what a pickup he was. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Yeah. Do you think, just like as human beings, do you think the defense is kind of fed up with the offense? I think there's a possibility, yes. I mean, like, Miles' comments earlier in the week when he alluded to, you know, they're not taking things as seriously. Not, like, the offense, but just, like, maybe the the team isn't doing things the way that he would prefer them to be doing things, or they're not taking things as seriously. I forget what the exact quote was, but it was something along those lines. Yeah. And you look at, like, what happened today. Yep all of these cases and you're like where is this all coming from and I'm not here to like you know pump out rumors into the universe but I do think it's kind of weird that most of this is happening to the offense yeah and you know I'm a big conspiracy girl right and the streets are talking the street, they, what are the streets the, saying the streets are saying that the, some of these players are out partying a lot mm, see And it's not the defense.
0: I don't know if it's that big of a stretch, to be honest. I I mean, I texted the group, our group chat earlier and said, did the Browns thrive when things were shut down last year? Like there was like the protocols because there were no vaccines were just much stricter. And there wasn't much to do last year because that's how the entire country and state was, to be frank. And so, you know, it was going to make headlines if, they were out and doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And now it's like, you know, vaccines are great. I, I think they work in a lot of cases, but it doesn't mean you can't get the disease. It's, that's not how this works. it's not how vaccines work. They're not foolproof. Right. You can still catch a virus. It's going to help weaken the virus, but you can still get it. And so I think there might be a bit of maybe this false blanket of security that they feel if they are vaccinated, that they they won't get it or they can't get it or they're
1: they're protected and you know it's, it's it's still risky it is and i saw today so um you know obj he tested positive uh so A wild right yeah he has COVID now and i saw his quote from last year when he said something along the line and i i'm not even making fun of him like i genuinely feel like football players probably feel relatively similar to to what he was talking about when he said you know i'm an athlete like You know, there's a mutual respect here between me and COVID. Like, it doesn't want any part of me. And he might have been saying it in jest, but, like, I think there's at least a little bit of truth to what he was saying. He actually, like, believes this. And I do think that a lot of football players probably feel the same way. Like, I'm a professional athlete. I am built for anything. I take these monstrous hits all the time. Like, I can deal with COVID. So maybe they're not being as careful, especially now that the restrictions aren't there. Like, they can't. They are free to go out and, and do this stuff if they want to. But I do. It's... This is their livelihood, and it's starting to, to cost. And it's like, okay, at some point, you got to look at what it's costing you and ask, is it worth it? Do I really want to keep doing it? Because you might be fine, but you're not helping your team. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: we're going to get there because we have to talk about something else first because this was such a weird week already, and we're only at Tuesday, but you know, we talked about it. The first thing that the Browns did was they won. And then, what we did as fans was we fought. <laughs> of course, why well, not? We fought over booze. Um, that was the whole discussion yesterday on Monday. Like, what a simpler time, Brittany, in hindsight. Like, I'd, I'd like to go back to Monday where we were fighting over booing.
1: I'd give anything to go back to fighting over whether or not it's okay <laughs> to boo. Like, so, so much has happened in the past, I don't know, like five hours that, like, I would, like, I would, I would love to like go a back year to yesterday. Ago.
0: Yes, Sunday is like a lifetime ago. We're like, we're way beyond the booing now. But we have to talk about it because it was definitely an interesting concept. So first, the booing started after the first series on offense, which in my opinion is a little bit premature people to start booing your team. Not that I like booing in general. I understand the frustration and it just naturally comes out. But there was also allegedly chatter about booing happening when Lamar got injured and when he was being carted off the field so I have to just preface this with this is obviously a very very bad look if true and I don't know if it was true because I was in line to get chicken fingers when when Lamar got injured so I can't speak on what was happening at the stadium because I was inside
1: yeah I don't remember like I I think I was probably in the bathroom or something when Lamar went down like I don't remember that I came back and like he was not the quarterback anymore because I, I remember asking oh it was it was a very tough time Bree, because I found out that my one son hurt my other son oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. imagine my heart breaking stands because that's what happened I was like oh I mean you know obviously it's Jeremiah and he's my number one but oh he better be yeah but I didn't I don't know the people I did hear them boo after the first series and I said out loud what the hell is going on (laughs) like what is wrong with these people and it's not like the whole stadium was booing like there was a not even like a large number of boos, but it was loud enough that you could hear it there was enough people doing it that you're like all right this is really childish yeah but i'm with you as far as like booing the only time i'll boo well, actually, I, I will boo Danny when he makes bad jokes. That's one exception. And then <laughs> also at Cavs games, they put stuff on the board so that you, boo, you boo while the opposite team is shooting. Yes. Like this, that's encouraged there. So I will do it then. Those are my two exceptions. I would never boo my own team. Like this is just and I feel like a lot of people got the wrong impression when I said I tweeted out something yesterday and I'm obviously like I'm not. A booing i would never boo the cleveland browns like this is it it's a trash move but i don't think there was enough people in there doing it that it deserved to be focused on the way that it was because i think you know somebody had had tweeted me while i was out that day and they're like you know do you think the browns fans are are bad now like and i didn't even put two and two together i was like i mean we're not any worse than we are like last week like what do you mean it's just we're always we are. like yeah we're annoying sure and kind of harsh but like i don't think we're bad and then i eventually i saw like the you know the instagram stories and stuff and i was like all right yeah so jed wills was
0: the talk of the evening on sunday slash into monday which went hand in hand with the booze the whole thing was weird so i i think his Like from a screenshot of an old tweet that then made its rounds on Instagram with some other people were that, like, imagine us showing up at regular people jobs and booing the grocery bagger. And I think this obviously rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also liked a tweet about hit people of course people in Cleveland are miserable because they live in Cleveland or something so then Mm -hmm. that ruffled a lot of people's feathers interestingly enough a lot of people that don't actually live in Cleveland were mad at that um more so than I think Cleveland people were maybe um so that was interesting and I want to get your opinion because I was like I saw that this report came out which again like we're reporting on stuff that like why I like I I, don't care like the boos didn't really offend me. I wasn't one that was booing. I, I don't care. Like, I get the frustration. I also get the frustration from players that are playing, that are in a competitive profession, and they're on the field, and, and their emotions are obviously heightened. And yeah. I think it's fine for them to also not be happy about getting booed by a team, <sighs> by a fandom that is supposed to support them. <laughs>
1: I can't believe this conversation we're having. I know this is
0: so stupid. And they're just told <laughs> to suck it up because they're millionaires. And it's like, okay.
1: Listen. So, where I stand on it is like number 1, don't boo your own team. Like it, <laughs> just don't it, tell me how to fan. Just <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> don't boo your own team. Like this is I don't even know why I have to say these words. Don't um,
0: boo your grocery shopper or your retail worker or your waitress or yeah, your just, waiter.
1: Just stop booing. Don't, don't just boo be nice. People. It's not a nice thing to do. Boo Danny. Unless, Yeah, unless your boyfriend makes a bad joke, then he deserves <laughs> to get booed. But or you're at the Cavs game and they put the Ravens right. on the board, and you know you boo. But imagine paying like a hundred dollars to go sit in the cold on a December. Sunday and you're all at dressed in your Browns gear at lunchtime and, like that you just decide they didn't do what I wanted so I'm gonna boo them I'll show them like you're just you make other fans embarrassed for you when you do stuff like that and that may not mean much to you fine but just know that you're a grown-up and that in your you're embarrassing to other grown-ups so number I just... one
0: wait can i pause there for a minute because you're exactly right like the people that like their argument is i paid x amount of dollars to go sit there and watch these guys play and they couldn't get a first down and i'm sitting there thinking i'm sorry did you also root for the team when they didn't win a football game the entire year like it's nice uh, it's it's no different i I just I don't understand the logic like okay they didn't get a first down on the first series like life goes on there's 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 literally there's literally 42 minutes in the football game (laughs)
1: like it's not like this happened in the last series of the game this was the first thing they did yes and okay it didn't go according to plan but like do you as an adult human want to just sit there and throw a tantrum in the stands because of this? Like this, this is so, this is like mortifying as a, yes. as a, like that's embarrassing. But on the other hand, I don't care about, you know, Jedrick's likes, whatever. He doesn't want to play in Cleveland. I honestly, I don't care about that. Um, you're here. He's going to be here for a while. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not miserable living in Cleveland, so it doesn't offend me. Um, The regular people thing did not sit well with me at all, because that was something that he had saw at some point, obviously, and then searched for just so he could share it. And I understand he's young. And, you know, when you're 22, 23 years old, you have a lot to learn about being considerate of others knowing and understanding your surroundings so i give him a little bit of a pass because of his age that maybe he just doesn't understand how that reads to people or how people are going to respond to it i know to him it was probably well i'll show them and this is going to be good but number one it's not good to call people regular
0: yeah it was regular regular jobs particular
1: quote it was Yeah, the whole thing is just... And, you know, say, well, I'm going to go boo you. As if people with these, quote, regular jobs... Like, you know, anything in customer service. I can't tell... Like, you know, when I was in college, I worked at Mark's. And I worked at customer service desk. And, you know, the, the area that I was in, it was in Nile. So it's not like a very high-income area. You, you get a lot of, you know, whoever... And the things that I had to deal with for like seven thirty five an hour, I would not put on my worst enemy. So like you get sexually harassed, you get stalked, you get screamed at. I've been called every name in the book and I'm not making a a fraction of Jedrick Will's salary. Like It's so insensitive to say something like that, especially in an er area like Northeast Ohio. Just know your surroundings, dude. You can't say things like that. You shouldn't. And he'll learn. You know, I'm sure he learned after doing that. I mean, he took away his like, I think. I I think (laughs) he liked, he
0: realized, I think that there was a lot of backlash. And I will say, like, I... I saw it and I was just kind of like, nah, whatever. Like I, it was condescending in the tone and I'm pretty sure whoever posted that whenever that was posted, maybe in 2019, mm-hmm. um, probably meant it like very lightheartedly and not in an offensive way would be sure. my guess. Like yeah. as a joke, like, haha, imagine if we went and booed people, like just working everyday jobs, like, because that actually <laughs> would be kind of funny.
1: If right.
0: Professional athletes came to my job and booed me. And my job. like I'd be like, Oh, you guys are funny. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really take offense to it I was like okay people are getting mad about this whatever I understand why people are getting mad but I also understand like a professional athlete's side of things as well like yes understood they make millions of dollars playing this game and it's for entertainment but they also have emotions and they're humans too and they get upset about certain things and Mm -hmm. I think at times we just want to assume that because they make a ton of money their feelings don't matter yeah. and it makes everything better when I don't think that's the case. So that's all I was and, and he he took away his likes. This is so stupid. Like I can't believe It that. is so stupid. He this took away so his likes. So he did stupid. not write a formal apology. And you know, I think there were some people saying like he went about it very immature. Yeah, I totally get that. Regardless of how he went about it, had he said it publicly, had he posted a video of him speaking it, it wouldn't have come across any better and people would have reacted the exact same way. Right. So You know, I just I don't think there was really any good way of him doing it. So we can just skip that whole narrative of he shouldn't have done it this way. Well, you just need to say, like, he shouldn't say anything at all, which is fine. I'm sure his publicist or the Browns Public Relations Department had a bit of cleaning up to do the next day, as we saw. Right.
1: And like, it's done now. So everyone could just, you know, get in their corners and calm down. And but one thing I do want to mention before we close the chapter on this, you know, people were like, well, I totally like professional. There's still people and they still have feelings. And, you know, that's very valid. And I get that. Uh, but, but people were like, well, you know, money doesn't matter. Bullshit money doesn't matter. Because I after that, I asked, I was like, OK, would you let me punch you in the face for thirty dollars? And the guy was like, well no like maybe like five thousand dollars and we'll talk about it i was like oh okay so you agree then that you will expose yourself to a certain amount of pain as the price goes up like money very clearly matters in this situation well no you're misunderstanding no that's like the more money you have and i'm not saying like you should Be comfortable with taking, you know, more abuse from these, like, weirdos, especially online, like, you know, keyboard warriors and stuff. Right. But there is a level of you're going to get more crap if you're an entertainer, if you're any sort of entertainment business, which the NFL is, you know, this is what you're paid to do, and you're paid handsomely. So you're going to get some backlash. Not saying that athletes, nobody deserves things, but I am saying that money matters in this situation. It does.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think here's kind of, and I'm going down, a. I don't know if this is a conspiracy. I'm getting deep. Mm-hmm. I do think this offense is frustrated as well. I think there have been some comments being made that have alluded to maybe not being super happy with how things are going. So I do think there's frustrations boiling over as well. And when you're playing a competitive sport and you're frustrated with your performance or collective performance as a unit, and then you pile on, like, fans tweeting at you constantly. And, like, you know they see this stuff. They get on the internet. Like, it's their pastime. Like, it's what we do. They hear media talking about it, you know, where they're falling short all of these consecutive quarters without scoring a touchdown, you know, it's, it's all of these stats and things piling up. And then it's like, they come out there and they freaking whiff on the first drive and they get booed by their own fans in their own hometown against a freaking AFC North division. Like, I understand that just being like, God, like just wanting to explode, you know, yeah. like I do yeah. see that like coming to a head. And then, you know, this isn't the first instance where there's been frustrations from this team. I mean, OBJ's dad. An entire <laughs> He posted an entire YouTube clip about this. I mean, come on. Like this, there are clearly things going on that we are not privy to as fans. So
1: You're absolutely uh, right. I you, one day I would like to know what's going on. Remember, um, what was it like two or three years ago when I think it was ESPN, they published yes! like that story about everything that went on yes! like, with the Sashi and Hugh years, and you're just like, holy crap. I hope that one day we get we are privy to knowing what happened now.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. I, I think there's a lot we don't know. Yes. So, I, I mean, just to add to the drama and the storylines, because half the offense gets COVID today. <laughs> and you can't make this up because Jed Wills is one of them. <laughs> uh-huh. So there was a report that came out earlier in the day from Kimberly Martin that key pieces of the offense were impacted. And I'd like to pause here for a moment, because the last month we've been hearing that the Browns don't actually have an offense from Bob of numbers. And as soon as the news broke, Bob of numbers melted down. <laughs> Just to reiterate who is missing, it's half the offensive line. Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Wills, Drew Forbes. Um, and I would like to point out that the Browns offense on Sunday played a significant amount of the game with an extra offensive lineman. All of our tight ends are still out. Um, Hooper tested positive. Najoku is still out. No word on him yet. And Harrison Bryant is dealing with an injury. Though it does seem like there's a likelihood those two players come back for Saturday. And then the wide receiving room is getting hit again. It's already pretty thin, but Jarvis Landry is on the COVID list. Anthony Schwartz is non-COVID, but injury-related. And then JoJo Natson, who is a crucial special teams player, is now on the COVID reserve list. And then on defense, Tack McKinley, who had a monster game on Sunday. So, Brittany... What do we do now? Um, I, as of Sunday, our playoff chances jumped to 45% after that win. Um, and reports were saying that if the Browns win on Saturday and the Ravens lose, the Browns find themselves sitting atop of the AFC North division. Is there any possibility the Browns can win against the Raiders on Saturday?
1: I still think there's a very strong possibility that they're going win. Woo! You tell me, Brittany! I Brady. do. I really do. I feel like I know it sounds crazy, but the way this NFL season has gone, <laughs> yes, whatever right. I think is going to happen, the opposite will. So I'm just going to say, I feel really good about the Browns' chances on Saturday because why not? Nothing what? matters. Nothing makes sense. Why not? You know, win to 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 be number one. You know, the Ravens. They they could lose on, on Sunday. Like, that could happen. They play against the Packers. Absolutely. There you go. So I'm saying next week when we're talking, I think the Cleveland Browns will probably be first in the AFC North, which is wild Woo! given the circumstances. But in my gut, I feel like it's going to happen.
0: If the I don't know why. Saturday, I just feel it.
1: They're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I won't go that far yet <laughs> but we could put it in the universe you know it never hurts to put things into the universe
0: you know what I think like I, I'm kind of like with you everyone was like ho-hum and like everyone like we were back on our bullshit and then it was like all of a sudden like we're like nope and we're back down we're, we're we've forgotten the booing listen let's not boo the team on Saturday they're already decimated That's there it. are people that are sick let's not boo them let's give them support let's clap
1: Let's be nice to them. Once They're dealing with a lot. Come on,
0: people. I mean, imagine how fragile they are when our fan base is extremely fragile.
1: (laughs) Um, Like what I say at the beginning, small victories. Just showing up on Saturday is a small (laughs) victory for this team. Just let them do it.
0: Guys, here are two scenarios I think could happen that could end in a victory. Are you ready? I'm ready. I need a drum roll. Brr, brr. <laughs> that was really I'm good. I needed a drum it was roll. like a purr. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the defense pitches a shutout.
1: Ooh. Yes. Wow.
0: They're not going to let Derek Carr score. No one is scoring from the Raiders.
1: I mean, the defense I mean, defense is pretty healthy.
0: Yes. Exactly. So, I don't know if, like, it may not be fun to watch because our offense might not score. Someone has to score. We have to kick a field goal. I don't know. It could be 3 nothing. this game. It'll end
1: 3 nothing.
0: <laughs> and it'll be glorious. And we'll be like, yay, small victories. Small victories. And everyone can't will boo score. and the
1: stadium will collapse onto itself.
0: <laughs> we'll be booing every series, but we're going to score a field goal and win. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. Okay, my second scenario is that Nick Chubb just runs
1: over everyone. He I like have both a line. of these scenarios. So, I don't what know if they like... happen simultaneously.
0: Well, if it's three nothing, Nick Chubb probably won't be running over everyone. Maybe he'll run over everyone on one series on one series to get us in position for a field goal. How about that? That's it.
1: Small victory. That's all we need from you, Nick. <laughs> just... Just get us there just
0: one series three nothing <laughs> what a time oh, oh man so anyway that that kind of wraps up the browns i mean do you have anything else to add about the browns i mean what what can we say what else can we say oh fart gate oh <gasps> yes okay i need you to fill me in because in our group chat today everyone just was ignoring me because all i wanted to see was a david Najoku video <laughs> of him allegedly farting and nobody could nobody could show it
1: to me it is real so what it was was um (laughs) i'm surprised you didn't see it do you follow him on uh instagram i do but i was in the
0: office yesterday and whenever i'm in the office i'm like i'm really not on my phone that much so
1: well brie there's your first mistake okay How dare you be too busy working to not check what Dave Njoku is doing? This is what I do constantly all day long. <laughs> I need to get better at that. Yeah, so he um, he was getting his COVID test. So they were like, you pull up in your car.
0: Okay. And then the
1: doctor comes out and like swabs your nose. So he's sitting there getting his nose swapped. And he's just like staring into the, into the camera. And then... And this is where it gets kind of fuzzy. This is where you hear two different stories. It was either him farting (laughs) or he had some sort of app or something in his like car Hmm. that made a fart noise. Excuse me? Who
0: has an app that makes a fart
1: noise? I don't know. But like if that is true, either way, it makes me love him either more. Like if he's farting or if he has an app to sound like he's farting, like. These are all very endearing qualities to me. <laughs> okay. I need So then else. he he there's the fart noise and then the guy swabbing his nose like backs up. And he, mm-hmm. and Dave's like, "Oh, sorry man. Excuse me." He said like, that? Yes. And the guy was like, "I I thought that was your car." And Dave's like, "No, it's me." And then he farts again. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. This is really happened. This was a story. He shared this story. It was up for like 24 hours, too, because I watched it. So I watched it when it first happened on, like, Monday morning. And then I watched it again, like, Monday night. And I made Danny watch it, like, three times.
0: How did this not make any type of news? Like, I get reports about the liking of booing. Uh, I And I didn't get this. This is the this content is what I it, need. Like,
1: we need people on top of these things. I'd much rather hear about David Njoku farting than... Fans booing. Right, like where's like, where, where are our Brad priorities with
0: this report? This is what I needed to see.
1: Exactly. This is the stuff that needs to to come to light. David Nijoku farting.
0: I have to know, like, what kind of fart was it?
1: Oh, it was a loud fart. Was it like was it a sh- like
0: long and loud or
1: was it yes short? It was like interrupted too, so there was like two farts.
0: <laughs> and it was
1: like as he was being <laughs> it was like one really really long <laughs> fart. And then he apologized and then farted again. And it was loud. It was loud enough where like it 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 interrupted the video. You could hear it like over the music. <laughs> it was amazing. It was an impressive I fart just, if I real. Just, like, Big if true. <laughs> I'm freaking like,
0: laughing so hard because it's like I'm envisioning like the Q tip going in and it's just like the fart rips. That's exactly
1: what happened. Like, was <laughs> he's he doing just getting this? his nose swab? Like they're showing the swabbing of the nose, and he's just staring into his phone, and then he just farts, just rips one. And
0: you shares. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I- <laughs> I am so disappointed. I'm I'm so disappointed I did not see this.
1: I should have sent it to you, but I'm not good at sending stories. Like, I don't know how to do that. I know.
0: It is weird. It, like, you have to, like, send it via Instagram DM. I, it's, like, a whole thing. I don't it's, I don't play. It's not your fault. I
1: just... Yeah. We missed out. Okay? I promise if he ever farts again, I will send You will be the <laughs> first person I'm, I send it I'm to. I'm going to
0: have to put him as, like, my favorite so I see his stories.
1: Yeah, do it. He's okay. always, like, number one on my... Well, obviously.
0: (laughs) There's never anything David does that I do not see. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Fargate. So, yeah. Apparently, Brittany, you were one of the only people on Twitter, too, that saw it. So, consider yourself blessed.
1: I'm disappointed. There's a wholesome story out there, and everyone just, you know, skips right past it to to argue with each other about booze and regular people. like. You missed a gem in this fart and just supposed to just okay move on with life. No. Just move on. I no. wonder if that cut test was positive or negative. That would have been a nice update. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like why didn't you why didn't you give us that? <laughs> just give
0: us a hint. I don't know. Maybe the fart was the hint. <laughs> oh, we need to like decode his farts now. Morse fart codes. Oh, man. Uh, okay. i spit
1: out my coffee. <laughs>
0: we like to code body language. Now we're going to be decoding farts. <laughs> okay. Moving on, Britt. We're going to get into the Cavs' state of affairs because, like we said, a tale of two sports teams, same city. Well, the Cavs are 29 games into an 82-game season and currently sitting fourth in the Eastern Conference, with a lot of season left. Let me start here. Brittany, did you have the Cavs as being the fun sports team in Cleveland and the one that would leave us feeling completely fulfilled and
1: gratified as we watch them? Did anyone think that that was going to happen this year? No! No! Can I just, like, go into a little mini rant for a second? This won't take long. But I've been thinking a lot lately, because I get a lot of tweets about – Colin Sexton, yeah, especially now, and like you've, I've been noticeably quiet about him like all season, and even before he was hurt, I was still like noticeably quiet, just because number one, at that point, I couldn't watch them. I now finally can. Somebody was nice enough to give me like information so I could watch the Cavs, which is great. Same, um, but I feel kind of cheated because. You know, since 2018, when LeBron left and they drafted Colin Sexton, I have been trying so hard to get people on board with this team and, like, try to make them fun and sell Colin Sexton as someone that needs to be cheered for and watched. And for years, I've been trying to do this. And then he goes down, he's out for the year, and then all of a sudden, the Cavs are phenomenal and i'm just like you know it doesn't seem fair i'm Aww. very happy don't get me wrong i love the Cavs are so much fun to watch I've, I've been to you know a handful of games i'm going again tomorrow night like i i love it i love that they are fun and i love darius garland i love jared allen evan mobley isaac Accord. like i love these guys But, like, I feel like the universe just sort of (laughs) let me down in that I was fighting this fight for so long alone. And then the person that I loved the most went down. And now, now they're fun to watch. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming
0: from. I actually felt that way a little bit with OBJ last year. Because when he went down, then like the Browns went on this big run and then like the entire narrative gets shifted to, you know. Yes. Browns are better without OBJ and like that whole battle. So I understand where you're coming from. because That is
1: true. That is true.
0: Yeah. the, The Cavs are, they're really fun. And it's almost like you forget that Colin was even part of this team, which is like odd to say considering he was part of the rebuild.
1: Yeah. And it's really hard when, you know, now people are convinced that, he should just be traded. And I'm not even here to – I will not even get into that part of it because a number, it's pointless. Like, let the guy heal up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's – there's probably nothing more that Colin Sexton would give to be out there and helping his team. So I feel bad for him that he can't. And I'm sure it's hard on him mentally to see them <sighs> – Gotta be careful when I say that, but like you know, being so successful in his absence, like he's a competitor, he's an athlete. This is his team; he loves it. Like he wants to be out there. So, you know, people whoa, they're better without Colin Sexton. I'm not even saying that's true or false or anything. I just feel bad that he's not a part of it.
0: I just, I just hate that whole narrative though to begin with because I don't think, like, if Colin Sexton were healthy and playing right now, I don't think the Cavs would be worse. I still think they would be performing.
1: Yeah, like imagine if he was like coming off the bench, which yeah. I think would, I, I'm I'm totally open to that possibility now, just, you know, if he's not a starter, cool. Imagine him coming off the bench. Like he, for the past couple of years, he has been your leading scorer. Like he's your best scorer on the team. Imagine having his, you know, 22, 24, 26 points a game. Like that helps. Yeah, so I'm not I think saying, he would. I don't think the Cavs would be better without him. I just think maybe his role needs to be. Reevaluated.
0: I think that's totally fine. I don't understand people that push to trade talent. I, I, yeah. I like, I just never, and I never understood that with OBJ either. It's, it was like constantly, like let's trade him, let's trade him, let's trade him. But you know, you're saying like let's trade someone who has talent that could actually help a team, right? Just because you think that a team doesn't need that person, like it just, it doesn't make sense to me because typically someone that has that type of talent just needs to be in a role and utilized in a way that makes sense for the team.
1: Yes. So if you can do that, if, you know, he comes back next season, he's healthy, he's ready to go. Assuming that he's still there and they haven't, like, traded him, which I don't even know. Like, that's a possibility. I get that. I fully understand that that could very well happen. Um, But say it doesn't. It's just time to explore what this guy's role is on the team and say, okay, you're a... You're a good score. How can we fit that to maximize our potential? And it can be done. It's not, like, you know, beyond the realm of possibility to find a a position that makes sense for him and for the team. Like, this is all doable stuff. So I'm not saying – I'm not giving up on him. Of course, I would never.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Brittany, because, like, what's happening with the Cavs right now, first of all, they were not on anyone's radar at all. Um. And they're obviously playing very, very well. I mean, they are 17 and 12, and they are 8 of 10. They've won 8 of 10 of their last games. So, like, they're building these wins, and, like, the wins aren't just, like, by a couple of
1: points. They are dominating teams. They are hurting feelings. I love it. Like, my favorite thing, and they do it pretty often is they come out so hot out the gate and they just blow these teams out of the water so then, yeah and i told we were at the game the other night and they did it and i'm like this is this is me at work from like the hours of 8 to 10 30. <laughs> i go into the office and i kill it for those two and a half hours so then i could just you know take it easy the rest of the day it's also like but the for browns, those two and a half too. hours i cannot be stopped and I feel like that's what the Cavs do. And it's fun to watch. Yeah, they're balanced too. Yes.
0: Um, which is great to see. So for people that don't know this, they have remained as one of the top five defensive teams. And I saw this fun fact today from um, Terry Pluto. He he posted a really nice write-up um, about the Cavs and Kevin Love. And we're going to get into him in a minute. But um, they're also the only team in the NBA to have a 20 point scorer and then four different players scoring in double digits each game. So when you talk about balance, like I think that's when you were talking about Colin Sexton, you know, a couple years ago where it was different was you didn't have that. There was no balance at all.
1: No. Like it was either oh, no. Colin
0: was scoring all the points or no one was scoring at all.
1: No, it was bad. Like the defense has been terrible for the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. And that has just completely flipped around. And, it's the bigs. It's the Slendermen that we've been who, talking about. Who saw
1: this coming? Because remember, who? like we were making fun—well, not making fun of it. but We were kind of poking fun of it last year because we're like, you know, the NBA—they're going in like the small direction, yes. and a lot of shooters, blah blah blah. And then the Cavs were like, no, we're gonna fill our team with giant people, I know. and like, look at them, look at I them. I love it. And they're doing it. A guy we have to
0: talk about is Kevin Love. Kevin yeah. Love, the Kevin How Love resurgence. Him?
1: how about it now he's like i saw people saying today hey, he's he's untradeable now like for okay. completely different. like he, he's been untradeable but now he's like you can't trade the guy like he's no. this is the best version of kevin love that we've seen in years
0: yeah since when like 2016 when they yes. won the title Yeah. like this is the kevin love i mean he's having fun and he's productive he he's come back from the dead he was a crypt he was half buried yes he's alive now, look He's averaging 14 points off the bench and he's shooting 53% from 3. He scored 23 points in the second half against the Heat for the win on Monday night. And it's I have so to good. say this, Jared Allen, when I read this quote from the the post game, I was laughing so hard. Jared Allen said, he threw his cane to the side and went out and bolted. <laughs> That made me laugh so hard because Kevin Love's always had back issues, so like I could totally see him using a cane.
1: Yes, that's so
0: good. And I mean, it's Brittany, funny the other how like thing... our f- I could
1: hear you smiling as you talk about the calves, as you can hear me smiling when I talk about the cat. like it's so nice. It's so it's... nice.
0: Okay, and I tweeted this like a week or so ago. I when I watch the calves, regardless on if they win or lose. It's still fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch. Like, they Mm -hmm. still are in it. If they're down by double digits, they're still not out. They will grind their way back into a game and compete, which is just, like, it's amazing that you don't have to give up on them because they're not giving up on themselves. And based on how they are built, it feels like they have a chance to win every game. And I made a comparison to how it's just felt so different this year in Browns games where – like some of the wins have not been fun. I mean, like you still like, we're still like picking apart and unsatisfied and, you know, not feeling the best when we go back and look at things. And, you know, people were uh, like yelling at me for like, why are you even comparing the two? I'm like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not complaining about it. It's just how I personally feel when I watch both teams. I just have a very different feeling to watching these teams play. It's very, very different and unexpected quite
1: frankly. Yes, I did not see this playing out the way it has. It's, but I'm happy. I'm happy that the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing well. It's been, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Do you think that we have any fight against Bally and Big Cable?
1: Oh yeah, screw them. Like, I'm still mad at them. Let's not. Do you, do you think we can start a revolution to be able
0: to, like, if you're Dan Gilbert, do you not? try to I don't know I don't know what he can do he has a lot of money can he do something like with trying to I mean rich people with, can with, do anything right like with you know with the I mean? way like, that the and, brown season's going and like you know the displeasure like he has the ability and opportunity to capture a bunch of people that are interested in watching the calves and like even a younger generation and fan base yeah. because they are really fun to watch
1: Right. If you just, like, charge, like, $3 a month to these people, like, hey, yes. sign up for a... Ba- like, so you don't have to go through, jump through all these hoops just to watch this basketball team. Just say, hey, you can have this app for $3 a month. Boom. Uh yeah, where makes more be- money. Like, everything's great.
0: I was going to say, don't you think they'd be making more money? Because now people are just finding ways to watch it illegally.
1: Yeah, which is what we're all doing. <laughs> right, And, exactly. like, they could be taking my... <laughs> I would pay, like, $5 a month to do this. But they're wasting opportunities here because... I don't know, billionaires are fighting with millionaires and now we're all losing. And like, this is sort of off topic, but not really because we were talking about rich people and how they could do, like, yeah, Dan Gilbert could do this. You know what I watched Saturday morning, Brie? Yeah. I watched Michael Strahan blast into space (laughs) for no reason, just (laughs) because. And I'm like, you know, I can, like, I have to watch you know, grocery shopping. And Michael Strahan could just blast himself into the edge of space right. on a Saturday morning, casually, with a few of his friends, and I'm watching it on TV. Like, why am I even watching this? I had no I'm idea I'm not that watching happened. people do this. No so idea yeah, don't tell happened. me Dan Gilbert can't fix this ballet thing, because he could.
0: Yeah, I Man, would be. I no. really hope that's a Christmas gift they give to all of us.
1: Wouldn't that be great?
0: I mean, like I'm not trying to be negative again about the Browns, but like there's a possibility their season's over in January. True. You know, like early January, and then what do you have? You have the NBA.
1: Let's get it done. We Let's can start a revolution. Let's do it. We should. We need to have. I wouldn't bet against us, Bree. I wouldn't either.
0: We're coming for you, Mally. Yeah. You heard yeah. it here first. Heard it here first. Um, and the last thing, to just close out the Cavs, Evan Mobley, obviously the rookie. Um, he, I think he, at this point in time, I mean, he definitely seems to be the favorite of winning rookie of the year, and I, I thought that this would be really fun if this does end up playing out at the end of the year, and Miles Garrett wins defensive player of the year. How fun would that be to have two star players in Cleveland winning these types of awards?
1: That would be sweet.
0: Love to see that it. That makes me
1: smile just thinking about it. Right? Yes.
0: I also, I saw you tweeted... A lot of Cavs members were in appearance at the Browns games.
1: (gasps) Taco Fall was there. Yeah, where what where were they? They were up in a suite, so it was like it was Taco Fall. I think Jared Allen. I don't know if Darius was there. There were probably like five or six of them up there. I was what? so, like, they showed him on the, the Jumbotron, and I was so focused on Taco Fall that, like, I barely looked at anyone off.
0: When you had <laughs> tweeted that, I was like, I really hope they're in a suite because nobody would be able to see over any of them in, right? like, a regular
1: series. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Even sitting paying, like, yeah, you're paying $100, and then Taco Fall sits in front of you. you like, son <laughs> of a bitch. Damn it, Taco.
0: I mean, when's the last time, like, the Cavs have been to a Browns game? I mean, I think, did Colin go before, like, in the last couple of years? Obviously not last year because of COVID, so, but like I the Browns was... haven't been
1: good. No, oh, so a couple years ago, like JR Smith was in a suite with maybe Chaddy. That was the year they won the champion.
0: What weren't the Browns like? That was the year they went one for zero. Because I swear I remember JR I think was shirtless. Still, he
1: was yes, but I okay. think that was when LeBron was already gone. Like okay. I think it was 2018 or 19.
0: Was Channing, I think Channing, was Channing there too? Channing and Richard I believe maybe? so, yeah. Okay, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. It's just, like, I love seeing that, like, especially with, like, the young guys that Same. that are the future of Cleveland. Yes. You know, you see a lot of Browns players go to the Cavs games now too. Like, Newsom is always there. Yes. Um, watching them and, like, supporting them even if he's not there in person. Like, I just, like, love that, that they're all kind of rallying with each other and the city and rooting each other
1: on. Like, that just warms my heart. It does. We love when our kids get along. That's right.
0: That's right. I I have to tell you this story. So my husband and I went to the game on Sunday together and, you know, my parents offered to watch the kids for us, which was really nice, you know, to to let us go enjoy the game by ourselves. And I got to out my mother because, and she listens to the podcast, so she'll hear this and I hope she laughs about it. But, you know, she, she like took them to the store and they picked out like some Christmas activities to do while the game was on, you know, to keep them entertained and whatnot. And it was like making some Christmas ornaments and crafts and all of this stuff. So, you know, the game, the game ends and obviously in the fashion that it did with the onside kick and blah, 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 blah. And so we texted her that we were on our way home and she goes, I was so upset about the onside kick that I just, pa- I just packed the kids up and we left and we went back to my house. I left your house a disaster. I didn't even want to see the end of that game. And I was like, okay. You know, she she goes, so I like pick up the kids at her house and she goes, I have no idea how I left your house. And I was like, okay. And so th- so then she proceeds to tell me, she goes, I was doing really good in the first half. You know, like they were entertaining themselves. Like I knew what was going on. She goes, when the second half hit and the Ravens started to come back, She's like, there was a moment in time that glue was released and I wasn't paying attention. And there was like a a line of glue from like the table to the entryway. She was like, so then I spent like the third quarter scrubbing that up. And I was like, oh God. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I get home and I do see like a table full of just like boxes and crafts and like stuff everywhere. And so I was like, you know, whatever. I'll deal with this mess tomorrow. I don't feel like like doing this on a Sunday night. So... (laughs) I get home from work on Monday and I like look at the mess. I'm like, okay, I better tackle this, this, whatever's over here. (sighs) Mother, I haven't even talked to her about this yet. The ornaments involved loose glitter. There was red and gold and green glitter literally all over my table there were like spots of glue with glitter on it there was no. glitter all over the floor that's there gonna were those, be there like, till like
1: next year
0: Brittany I'm not even lying to you when I tell you that this table is like wood grain so the glitter is like in between the wood and cracks that I cannot get to there is a sprinkling of glitter dust all over my floors
1: that I cannot get oh my god!
0: so I have not confronted my mom yet about this she may be hearing this for the first time on this podcast she's probably laughing her ass off um <laughs> because the browns left her in such a state of distress that there was literally glitter everywhere in my house
1: so, what a queen she's my favorite
0: oh my god she was So funny when, when the Steelers game was on, on Thursday night and Ben Roethlisberger was just getting demolished. She texted me at like 1130 and she goes, I need Brittany to do that meme of ET again in regards to Ben Roethlisberger. I was like, I'll text her mom. (laughs) I love her so much. so That ends my, I don't know the, the booing in comparison to the glitter. I wish glitter, loose glitter, Parents that have kids, like, they know this glitter is like the worst thing in the world.
1: Oh, yeah. So it never goes, you never really get rid of it.
0: No, I, I took all of that and I, I just threw it all. And I was like, we're not ever opening this ornament maker ever again. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> but thank amazing. you for entertaining them. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, Brittany, that'll wrap us up for this evening. Uh, Saturday is going to be interesting saturday yes will you be there no we are going to michigan to celebrate christmas with my in-laws so i will be watching it live from detroit with my in-laws who are going to think i'm crazy because i'm gonna be yelling and swearing so that'll be fun
1: oh i love it i will be there i will be there yes
0: that's gonna be a fun game i hopefully and you know it's a
1: good time it'll yeah it should be i'm going with jenna so we always have a good time good it'll be fun
0: Well, you know, make sure Jenna doesn't boo either. I know she has a tendency to,
1: you know, can we, can Jenna really be controlled? I don't know. (laughs) Who's to say?
0: Jenna's a wild card. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Glad, glad we're back. We'll hopefully talk to you guys next week and hopefully we're talking about happier things. No more COVID. Brown's in
1: first place. That's right. You heard it here first. Manifest it. Yeah.
0: Download us, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you guys get your podcasts. Send us a rating and review. Shout us out on Twitter. We love to hear from you. And you guys have a great week.